One bleeds red and one bleeds blue. Two friends, one heated rivalry. It's intense. It's no holds barred. It's game time. On Red vs. Blue Sports Talk Radio with your hosts, Scott Atkins and Michael Trent. Scott and Mike and their versatility bring new light to many topics in and out of the world of fantasy sports. Guests can reach the show by calling 347-324-5404. Red vs. Blue Sports Talk Radio, where Planet Red and Big Blue Nation collide. Let's hope they're still friends afterwards. Here they are, Scott and Mike. We're going to go ahead and get it going, Mike. Yep, do it, do it. Mike, it's a buzz-a-meter kind of night, folks, so go ahead. Mike, sit your phone down. We're going to play America's favorite new game show. Uh, all right, all right. All right. The word is upside. Upside. Upside your head. Go ahead, Mike. Come on back. Mike. 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 Home run, baby. Home run. Okay, okay, That's okay. what I'm talking about. Hit out of the park, baby. Mike's, uh, Mike's sitting at home three, watching a little baseball. Hey, hey, Rachel, I told you he'd hit a home run tonight. Oh, Mikey, is a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a buzz-a-meter kind of night. Nice. So the secret word, everybody at home, you heard the secret hello, word. When you hello, hear that hello. word, uh, it's time to take a sip of the favorite beverage of your choice. Oh, my. America's funnest new game show, The Secret Word. Whenever Mike says that secret Over. word, you take a drink. Uh, okay, hello everybody. This is Scott Atkins, Team Legacy in the world of high stakes fantasy football, bringing you the Red versus Blue show, courtesy of FFToolbox.com and the Fantasy Football World Championships. Tonight's the special May Madness giveaway show. Mike, we've never done this before. A record five main event teams are being given away tonight on the Red versus Blue show. Uh, totally insane. Totally crazy. Uh, cats and dogs living together, and uh, Mike, you're, you're, you've uh, had a day of golf and sun and probably some Miller Lite. Yes, sir. I, I have had that. And uh, welcome, uh, welcome everybody. Uh, we're looking forward to a great show. Uh, in all seriousness, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, you know, just uh, just getting the time out to uh, be with your friends and uh, you know. Play some golf, have have get, get some sun, and have a couple of middle lights and everything. But uh, bottom line is, uh, it's it's May twenty third. Uh, we're getting ready to wrap up our uh, rookie drafts, and uh, there's a lot of a lot of interesting stuff going on. And uh, matter of fact, there's a lot, there's a trade that uh, I have on the table. Uh, we're going to talk about your trade. We're gonna we're gonna talk about your trade. Mike always <laughs> likes it. You always like the angles. You always like to weave in your stuff, your fantasy stuff, and make it a part of the show. And and I get it. Okay, we will we will make sure. But there's a lot more going on besides the little dynasty trade that we have. Uh, this is the Memorial Day weekend show, right? Um, this is a this is the time of year that uh, we want to thank uh, all of those who've served and and paid the ultimate sacrifice. Look, it's a, it's a real it's a real deal. And and you have kids, you want to spend some time yep. with your family this weekend, have some fun, go at the barbecue and. And uh, here in the Midwest, we throw a little cornhole, right, you know, and have a little fun. Uh, but, look, it is uh, it is Memorial Day weekend, and, let, and a three-day weekend It's going to be fun. Uh, but let's make sure we don't forget the reason why we have that day off. And, and so we've got to make sure and we live well, up to that and, and make sure that we, uh, we're educating yes. our kids about uh, the value of, and the importance of Memorial Day. It, yeah, absolutely, Scott. It may be a three-day weekend for a lot of us, but it's not a three-day weekend for uh, – a lot of others that are serving our country. So That's we right. absolutely remember them. Yeah, and uh, you do some good work, Stu, uh, still, Mike. You're, you carried on the charity work that we that I did there for 15 years. You're yes. still doing it uh, for the American Homeless Veterans. You can go and, yes. and visit them uh, online. Is, is it still vetsvision.org and make your donation? You can yes. make, uh, make a yes. good donation to, to a good charity there. 
Yes, sir. That's Vision.org. Uh, you know, we do a lot of great work uh, for American homeless veterans. Uh, there's a lot of uh, veterans out there that uh, served our country that, uh, unfortunately, through PTSD and different things, they, you know, they just can't find their way. And, uh, you know, we need to take care of them because they took care of us. Yep. And uh, definitely, uh, definitely got to throw a, throw a donation their way. I'm going to do that tonight. Uh, Mike, let's let's uh, again. This is the uh, we got so much going on. The May Madness giveaways. I we're gonna go ahead and start off right off the bat with our drawing number one. Mike, this is we've got the uh, look. By the way, we've been building software and, and doing a lot of new stuff for FFWC. I have not had time to develop something cool or some new way of doing it uh, on video, uh, but we will next year. It's still the ping pong balls in the NFL license bag. Uh, we're gonna shake them up real good. We're gonna draw the names. And uh, we actually just, I did, we already recorded it, it's pre-recorded, and I'm just going to uh, announce the winners here. Uh, but I'm going to announce them uh, for drawing one. Let's look, at, uh, let's look at drawing one. Let me get my drawing one notes up here. Here we go. May Madness tonight. Where are you at? We're going we're gonna to do drawing one, and I'm going to read off the names, uh, the 1 through 20. If There's still time, by the way. There's still time uh, to put in your... Uh, your May Madness uh, deposit, your $200 deposit for your for, for your main event team. And if you do that by May 31st, you get entered in in a 1 in 20 shot at a free world championship team. This year, $1,695 value. We're giving away five of them tonight. So here we go. Drawing number one, do you feel lucky, punk? Well, do you? Drawing one, Andrew Leach, one. Number two, Andrew Leach. Number three, Andrew Miller. Number four, Andy Wheel. Number five, Bill Lester. Number six, Billy Wasoski. Number seven, Billy Wasoski. Number eight, Brad Wagner. Number nine, Brian Harwood. Number 10, Charles Minton. Number 11, Christian Warikas. Number 12, Christopher Haley. Number 13, Dan Burke and Jeff Malden. Number 14, Danny Benish. Number 15, Danny Gibson. Number 16, Danny Mueller and Jeremy Roach. A lot of Dannys. Number 17, Kurt Kikas and Mike Santos. Number 18, Mark Salinas. Number 19, Matthew Trahan. And number 20... Vince Bartman, the Greenwood Invincibles. Okay, and the winner of the first main event team goes to... We need a drum roll. Number five, Bill Lester. Congratulations, you've just won a 2014 Fantasy Football World Championship team. And the video uh, is on the uh, on YouTube. You'll, you'll be able to go in and see the video on YouTube uh, YouTube.com cool. slash the box on air. Way to go, Bill Lester. Uh, interesting story about Bill. Uh, sometimes it's just fate, right? Sometimes it's just fate. Um, the guy, um, he won a, a DraftKings contest last year, right? Well, I thought he had, and we logged him in there. But he actually, uh, I talked to him today, and I said, hey, you got two teams, you know. Are you going to put them in two drawings? What are you going to do? He's like, well, I only have one team. I'm like, you only have one. Didn't you win one in the DraftKings contest last year? And he's like, oh, I came in second. I won a Rotobowl team. He's like, it's by .02 points. I lost that. And I was like, oh, my gosh. So crazy. I had him for two. He did the honest thing, right? He did the honest yeah. thing. It backed out. And I'm like, man, that was awesome. And to see his number pull out of that, uh, I was blown That's away nice. by fate, right? That's exactly what that is. The fantasy gods have a have a way of, of, of you know rewarding those who who've, uh, who who deserve it. So uh, Bill Lester, Bachman. Thanks for coming out for us. Full circle fails. That's right. Uh, let's talk about a, a few things. We'll get to drawing number two. We're going to be doing them all night. We have five giveaways to get. We got four more to go. Uh, the best young wide receiver that nobody is talking about. Mark Morales Smith on FF Toolbox put out a really cool story. And when you hear that, the best young wide receiver that no one is talking about, you think to yourself, who, who could that be? That's an article I want to read. Yep. Uh, and it was interesting. It really threw me for a loop because when we talked about this article, I didn't go into it you know, with the guy. But he went into it and said, this is the guy that nobody's talking about, and he's a great young wide receiver. And, it was, and it's Ace Sanders of Jacksonville. Ace freaking Sanders. This article's about that. I wow. didn't think – I mean, we're – we're in May, right? So what else are we going to do but talk about Ace Sanders? But, look, he's hardly being drafted. 
He's on a bad team that lost Justin Blackman. You've got Cecil Shorts there who has his share of injuries. And you have Ace Sanders that played really well. Now, they did draft two rookies, but come on. We're talking about rookies, right? Allen Robinson, Marquise Lee. They might be good. They might be bust. You don't know. Very likely in year one, they're not going to amount to much. 30, 40 catches probably for rookies. That's what, I mean, Calvin only had like 50 catches, right? So very right. likely Ace Sanders is going to be on a, a, a big part of the role. No, no, no one's benefited uh, more from the Jags offseason moves than Blake than, than Ace Sanders. They got Blake Bortles. Uh, Mark said he's a perfect fit for Sanders. Bubble screens, slants, and and all that. What do you what do you do you remember anything about Ace Sanders, Mike? No, not much. Uh, I, you know, other than the uh, sexy name, so to speak. Uh, Sanders, I, I really yeah. don't know much. Yeah, uh, definitely. Uh, look, he, he's not a big touchdown guy. He wasn't last year, but he but he managed to catch fifty catches, over fifty balls. Uh, in uh, you know, and he and he did have an injury there for a while too. So good article. You ought to check it out uh, again. A bad team, uh, a, and a, probably an improved running game, wouldn't you say, with Gerhardt? And then you have the, the, the two options, like in yep. Denard Robinson uh, and Jordan Todman, who, look, the, he was the Darren Sproles light, right, last year. But I think Gerhardt, Todman, Denard Robinson in the backfield, you've, you've improved the running game a little bit. You definitely improved the offensive line, didn't they? Didn't they, uh, they brought in offensive line help for Blake Bortles? And you've, yeah, you probably they, are going to start Blake Bortles week, uh, even though they're talking about Chad Henney. I say they start Blake Bortles week one. I say the team, uh, you know, I say they start uh, Chad Chad Henney week one. But this team, uh, you know, they've got a lot of work to do. As long as they can just get their foundation and get the uh, support from the uh, community. I, I mean, as silly as this might sound, Scott, but – they have to get the support from the community. They have to fill those seats, get people excited about Jacksonville Jaguar football. They have to do that. It, and once that happens, you know, I mean, they've got, they got a lot of foundation, a lot of young players that can make a big difference. So, uh, you know, I, I'm not saying this year they're going to, you know, be world beaters. They're, they might win three, four games. That's what I'm expecting. But – after this, they have to get the support. Uh, Mike needs a new cell phone. Can some, where is where is where is cell phone uh, cell phone guy in the chat room? By the way, thank you to the crew, uh, the crew here, the, the the chat room here at Red versus Blue. Some of the best minds in the world of high stakes fantasy football are in the chat room tonight. Remnant, Kicking Base, IPS Driver, Henry Muto, Gridiron Irishman, Brothers Mayhem, six three one six nine, and all the guests. Uh, welcome to Red vs. Blue. Thanks for being a part of it. Uh, the Fantasy Football World Championships uh, are sponsoring tonight's show. Uh, thank you to those guys that, um, well, to our entire staff. Very hardworking team that really wakes up to please our, the, the, the high-stakes fantasy players. That's all we do. We wake up in the morning. We send our, we, we, we send our kids off to school. We kiss our wives. We come up here, we, and we work all day long. That's really what we do. Uh, okay, next. I'm really proud of our team, by the way. I think you know that. Uh, the next story, 2014 fantasy breakout tight ends, Mike. When you, think, when you hear the word fantasy breakout tight ends, there's a couple of names that start to come to you, right? Who, who are some names that you start to think about about breakout tight ends? Last year it was Jordan Cameron. Right. Uh, well, this year, obviously, it's Eric Abron. I mean, the, the guy is okay. unbelievable. I mean, I mean, he just, uh, I mean, he, he screams, you know, just uh, potential fantasy uh, upside. numbers. But, 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 yeah, big time upside. But uh, Austin uh, Sephron Jenkins, I mean, he really, uh, he showed me a lot, and he showed me a lot of the, uh, different things, and, uh but I, I went ahead and drafted one guy that, you know, we did this earlier in the year, uh, Jason Morrow. I'm, okay. I'm, I'm really interested in, in seeing what he can do. I mean, it, hopefully it's not the curse of the Jets, but uh, I, I like what he has to offer. Yeah, your, your phone absolutely sucks, Mike. Why don't you dial back in? I'm going to bring in a guest here right. from the 719 area code. 719, you're on the air with Red versus Blue. Hey, Scott, this is Bill. <laughs> What's going on, Bill Lester? I'm listening. I don't know how to sign in on a message board, but I was listening, and I thank you very much. Congratulations, Bill, uh, winner of a 2014 Fantasy Football World Championship. It's karma, man. It's karma. Well, I can use some of that. 
Uh, it turns into a great weekend when you when you start your weekend off as a Memorial Day weekend winner. Uh, May Madness, that's pretty cool. You're gonna turn that thing. What are you gonna do? You gonna dominate? You gonna turn that into 150 grand? Are you the next world champ? Yes, I am. Not nice. messing around this year. Nice. <laughs> going back, going back too. to my basics. Hey, who's your fantasy breakout tight end? On the topic of breakout tight ends, Jordan Cameron. We had somebody also in the chat room. He said, "Don't don't forget to mention uh, Julius Thomas." Uh, last year, Henry Muto. Thank you for reminding me of, of Julius Thomas. Who's your fantasy breakout tight end this year, Bill? My tight end. Well, I wouldn't consider Thomas and them breakouts, but I'm looking at the tight end from Atlanta, Levine Tolio. Okay. Yeah, Levine Tololo. Yeah. Everybody. Uh, there, there are some people. There are some people talking about him. What, what do you like about him? Just the situation. He's six foot eight. Mm. Can catch, can run. They did not draft Tony Gonzalez retired, and they did not draft a tight end to replace him. Yeah. So that tells me they must like what they have. And I watched him a little at the end of last season, and he didn't look too bad. There you go. A little bit raw, but he's in the right offense and quarterback and stuff to, I think, have a hell of a year. Well, you heard it. You heard it from Botman. Let's see. Is that Mike coming back? Mikey, Mike, you have a better connection now. Mike, can you hear me? Oh boy. Uh, Bill, Bill Lester, Bachman, we're we're, we're talking. Uh, thank you, thank you for calling, man. Uh, congratulations to you on your oh, on your team. You get the weekend started off, and you, you get to uh, you get to party a little earlier. I'm gonna start right now. All right, Bill. Thanks for calling, buddy. Congratulations. Hey, Scott. Hey, thank you. Good night. Oh man, that's too cool, Mike. Our winner yep. from our first drawing just called up the show, and uh, we we got a we got a fantasy breakout tight end from him. That was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty awesome, man. You know, just to have him uh, check in and uh, say hello and thanks. Uh, I mean, that's awesome. All right, let's get to number two. Let's go ahead and do it. Fantasy football world championship on the line. May Madness giveaway number two. This is the second main event team. You hear the ball, the ping pong balls, the numbered balls, one through twenty. Everybody was sent their number before the drawings, before the show started. I'm going to read off the names for drawing number two. Number one is David Hughes. Two, Davis Rainey. Three, David Martino. Four, David Strand and Ryan Sevier. Number five, David Strand. Number six, Jason Mitchell. Number seven, Joey Brown. Number eight, Jason Washington. Number nine, Jules McLean of Fantasy Freaking Football. Number 10, Kurt Kikas and Mike Santos. Number 11, Mark Roberts. Number 12, Matt Keefling. Number 13, Troy Stepke. Number 14, Michael Edelman. Number 15, Michael Foresta. Number 16, Paul Maley and Arnie Grebanowski. Number 17, Paul Maley and Arnie Grebanowski. Number 18, Rex Winters and Jason Pagano. Number 19, Ryan Strickler. And number 20, Ryan Strickler, the Iceman. You remember him? Yep. Won the Football Guys uh, Championship a couple years back. Okay. And the winner is, drum roll, number 17, Paul Maley and Arnie Grebanowski. Congratulations, fellas. Oh. You just won a 2014 Fantasy Football World Championship team. Wow, man. Paul and Arnie That's win. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Oh, this is, uh, this is fun, man. That's two giveaways. You know, these teams are valued at $1,695, so... That's, giving these know, away is Scott, pretty neat. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I mean, this is a, you know, these are free entries to a, a prime main event. And, uh, you know, congrats to uh, to both of them so far. I mean, that, that's awesome stuff. Sure is, man. Okay, uh, back to the discussion. You know, you did bring up Jason Morrow. I really like him, too. Uh It'll be it'll be interesting. He's not you know he was a very good red zone target right uh, for Texas Tech and and they do like to throw the ball uh, down there. Uh, he was the Jimmy Graham of college football in 2013, statistically speaking. He was far and away the nation's leader in his position in just about every relevant category. Right. Uh, right. This is a good pick for the Jets. I really was hoping they would that Abron would maybe slip, but I knew Abron was a top ten talent. But this yeah, guy right. is a very nice consolation prize for tight end. Um, he could get a little bit more, from what Matt said, a little bit more upper body strength. He could do that. He set the NCAA all-time record for receiving yards in a season by a tight end, 1,352 yards. 
They say he lacks ideal intensity as a blocker. Uh, good thing you got Jeff Cumberland there. Cumberland's a, a big guy who can block and can get down well, the field a little bit. So, well, do you like him uh, better than uh, uh, Sephron Jenkins? That's a good question. That's a really good question because I think all three of them will be fantasy relevant. Uh, Safarian Jenkins, Austin Safarian Jenkins, that went to Tampa Bay, big, big tight end, big target, uh, just like Amaro. Uh, but he did seem to cool his jets, you know, in that last year uh, playing. Uh, he's, he's out on West Coast, isn't he, Washington? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. He, he kind of cooled off. He, he kind of peaked a little early, and then he kind of slipped off. But, it, hey, look. We've seen plenty of players do that before. Alshon Jeffrey rings a bell, right? So they, yep. they peak a little early. They didn't have a good finish to their college career, but now they enter the pros where it's a different ballgame. And you've got now Vincent Jackson, Mike Evans, and Safarian Jenkins. That's the biggest receiving lineup. I've, I mean, that's, that's a Marshall and an Alshon Jeffrey and a Martellus Bennett. They gave, they gave Josh McCown the exactly the same tools he had in Chicago, pretty much. And they're saying, yeah, go we- do what you did. Go do what you did in Chicago. Do it for us with these guys. I think he's going to be fine. Yeah, I like McCown this year. Well, yeah, I, I do too, but uh, not not so much. I mean, rookies are rookies. Let's face it. Yeah, yeah, but it'll be fun. Uh, so yeah, the article is the 2014 fantasy breakout tight ends. The three that were mentioned in this article by Mark Morales Smith: Charles Clay, he's ranked number nine in our tight end rankings. Ladarius Green, ranked number twelve in our rankings. And Jordan Reed, who we are, I don't want to say fanatical about, but we are very encouraged by what we see in our team when we, our team continues to crunch the numbers and comes back with Jordan Reed as a top five tight end this year. Now, a lot of people will say, hey, slow down, you know, um, yeah, concussions, do. concussions uh, the one knock on him, you know, that uh, that you have on him is 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 the fact that he has been a little bit of injury injury history here, but the, do we predict injuries on this show or at Toolbox? No. Did we predict that Demarco Murray would be a top ten running back? It, yes, because we're not in the business of predicting the injury. Now, I guess at the end of the day, when when it's when you're talking about a, a rare exception like Darren McFadden, maybe we do right. But for the most part, you give people a pass until they've really gotten the title of a Darren McFadden that gets injured all the time. So what yeah. we see on tape from Jordan Reed and in game game time, if he stays on the field, he's a top five tight end, Mike, and you should draft him like one. Well, uh, you know, I love Jordan Reed, and I think he, I think he will be a top five tight end. Uh, as far as predicting injuries and things like that, no, you can't predict them. You, you, mm-hmm. you don't know what's going to happen. Right. Uh, but they happen all the time. I mean, a classic example for the Indiana Pacers. Um, I mean, that was crazy. I mean, the guy had a concussion through the second half and didn't even say anything. I know. I, I, I was watching. They, yeah, when he got that knee to the head, man, I, I, uh, I was yep. surprised that they let him back in the game that fast. Mike, one one question for you: Rob Gronkowski or Jordan Reed? If you're in a fantasy draft, you know, drafting right now, who do you take? Jordan Reed, quick. Jordan Reed. I, I want to get the answer from the chat room too. Jordan Reed or Rob Gronkowski? It's the same story every year. We're on the Gronk watch. We're on the Gronk watch. Yep. Yeah, uh, Henry Muto I, I in the chat room. I can nice. rely on. Henry Muto says, "Be nice if the Pacers stop choking at home." Well, look, uh, I don't know if you call a losing to Miami by a couple no, of points not, a choke. No, 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 no. That's not a choke. Uh, Miami, they, they every series they've won, they've lost the first game. It's not choking at home. Uh, Indiana is schizophrenic. Let's, let's face it. They can, they, they'll show up Saturday, and they might blow the doors off Miami. You never know. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Henry just said, is that becoming is that became your predicting a Gronk injury? What you just said, you don't predict injury. I said you don't unless you've earned the label, right? Like McFadden has earned the label. I think Gronk is one of those rare exceptions that has also earned the label. Uh, it's not predicting injury; it's he's injured, right? Uh, <laughs> okay, he's not he's not able to practice or play. Uh, so that'll, that'll be interesting. And, and, uh, and look, we're not going to turn it into a Pacer show, although I could talk about it all, all the time. But that was a good, it was a good <laughs> game 
a, a good game and the team didn't play very well. Miami's defense was fantastic. Uh, okay, so Ladarius Green, Charles Clay, Jordan Reed. My pick is Jordan Reed. Uh, I guess I, I'm i a little higher on Charles Clay than I think most people are. I, it seems like the dynasty community is kind of down on Charles Clay. Are you getting that same vibe, Mike? That's what I'm hearing. Yeah, I am too. I, I am uh, because it seems like he's not getting uh, too much value. Uh, you know, I, I don't know if, if you should go go after him or, or not. But, uh, you know, Jordan – Jordan's a man right now, it seems like to me. And by the way, on Clay, the Dolphins have said that they plan on making Clay an even bigger part of the offense this year. So, yeah. Will you, and he's a converted fullback, right? So he also does the, he does the goal line stuff. So, look, again, it's a, it's a guy that I think a lot of people are asleep at the wheel at. And look, he passed the eye test last year. Very impressive. Probably the best player on, in their, on their offense last year, I think. Best player in their offense. Yeah, well. And and another thing about it, Scott, is uh, all these uh, guys that are, you know, supposed to be running backs or this or that. I mean, the game has changed so much that they're going to be slotted into different positions. They're going to make impacts. They're going to make impacts on your fantasy team, and so you better be ready for them. Yeah, I like I like Charles Clay and Ladarius Green is is almost. I, I almost feel a little like the the tease label for for Ladarius Green, right? I'm I'm feeling like, wow, lots of upside, right, Mike? Um, but yep. is he gonna tease us? Because Jared Cook has teased us, right? And he, Rob Hausler, you know these these names that tease us, they have this potential, but they just never really put it all together. The right. question will be this year, uh, is he ready to take that step? Because Antonio Gates, you can't count him. You just can't. Uh, at this age, uh, and, you know, he is just not the same. Even if it's not injury, he's not the same out there on the field. We know that. So, Phillip Rivers had a great year last year. I think Ladarius Green could definitely – they didn't do a lot for their offense, you know. They brought in Donald Brown in the, in the uh, offseason free agency. But other than that, they're just riding with their guys. They're, they're getting Malcolm Floyd back. Uh, they, they have a – Ryan Matthews really started to step it up as, as much as that's a dirty word. I like to hold my nose when I, when I get ready to draft Ryan Matthews. I hold my nose. I'm like, oh, this pick stinks. But right, this year it's value. It is a value pick yeah. uh, for Ryan Matthews. Well, you know, you would think so. But like you said, Scott, you, you never know. I mean, Ryan Matthews, I mean, he really brought it on last year, uh, especially the last uh, six, eight weeks of the year. I mean, he was a stud. Let's face it. He was an NFL stud. He was a fantasy stud. But, like you said, you know, hold your, hold your breath and hold your nose. and like, oh, man, do I really want to take him? I mean, what, what, is he worth it? I'm not well, let me, it. Let, well, I'll tell you this. He's being drafted at running back number 21 right now. And uh, if you That's look at high. the – if you look at the – well, he finished RB17 last year. And mm-hmm. – the second half of the year, at, remember the first half of the year, it was all Danny Woodhead. It was all yep. Danny Woodhead. But let me read you these splits for the guy named Ryan Matthews after at week 10. 13, this is fantasy points, 13, 16, 14, 14, 22, 20, 21, 17. That's a pretty good finish to the year. That's a starter yep. that you can plug in. And, and Ian always says this, right, Ian Ritchie? Uh, he always says, "Dude, all I want is my 14, 15 points a game from those from from my guys. I'm not I'm not freaking out. I'm not freaking yep. out. It's those guys that throw in those clunkers. You know, even Geo was kind of susceptible to that. He, he'd give you the, yeah, he'd give you the seven or the eight, uh, or you know, you, you'd put in Adrian Peterson and he got he had a two and a five and a, you know, a couple of those really start to hurt you. But when you're putting 14, right. 16, 19, 20 on the board." You're, you're probably getting a W. You're probably getting a W. That's all that really matters. Do you think? Now, do you think Ron Matthews can do that this year? I do. I really. I, I think so. I think he will be a. Uh, he'll be a top twenty running back uh, safely. Do I want to get aggressive and say he'll be top fifteen? I kind of do, Mike. I kind of want to say he'll be top wow. fifteen. Yeah. I don't know about what Is the chat thinks there. I, I might be losing well, listeners. No, uh, Scott, if he's healthy, he, he can do that because he's shown what he can do uh, the last half of the year. All right, let's go ahead and get to May Madness number three. Here we go. Let's see. i got to get the list up again here. 
Who's put on in little, this one? Put on a little tune here. Okay. Oh. Drawing number three. Number one, Dan Burke and Jeff Malden. Number two, Danny Mueller and Jeremy Roach. Number three, Dennis Salisbury. Number four, Drew and Josh Maselli. Welcome to the FFWC, the Maselli Brothers. Number five, Eric Reeves. Welcome to the FFWC. Number six, Greg Thorpe. Number seven, John Pate. Welcome, John, to the FFWC. Number eight, Kevin Clues. Nine and ten belong to John Rozek. Eleven is Kurt Kikis and Mike Santos. Number twelve, Mark Mitchell. Number thirteen, Matt Keithling. Number 14, Michael Edelman. Number 15, Michael P. Number 16, Philip Silberman. 17 and 18 belong to Sean Cruzen. 19 and 20 belong to Terry Tardugno and Sean Medlin. So here we go. Drawing number three, the May Madness giveaway. Somebody's going to win a free main event team. Here we go. So this is a Winner main is. event team. Drum roll. Number 17, Sean Cruzen. Hey, congratulations, Sean. You just won yourself a 2014 Fantasy Football World Championship team. Mike, uh, we've had Sean on our awesome. show before, and yep. he absolutely rocked it and knows his stuff. It was amazing. I was so blown away by Sean's uh, fantasy acumen when he came on the show. He had as much fire. Uh, and then, you know, he had, he was really pumped up about coming on Red vs. Blue, too, yeah. dude. He was, he was pumped about it. Yeah, he was he was intense, and uh, I love his uh, just intensity and and his uh, passion about what he was talking about, Scott. Uh, so congrats, Sean. Uh, you know that's that's so cool, uh, Sean Paul, and you know, guys. Hey, man, that's a main event. That's a main event entry, and uh, you, it doesn't get any better than that. So uh, you know, make the best of it, and uh, I, I I know you guys will. Yep, we got two. We have two more drawings we have to do tonight. Two more main event uh, world championship drawings, uh, and we're going to do those. Let's get into some of the uh, some of the other issues. We've been kind of I've been kind of stuck on tight ends. Let's get away from the tight ends. I still have one more tight end I'd like to talk about. Hey. Bengals are integrating Giovanni Bernard more into the passing game. Now this is interesting, right? Uh, a big role in the passing game. They're looking for somebody that can replace Andrew Hawkins after the slot receiver left Cincy to move on to Cleveland. Do you remember they almost retained him, and then they finally said, no, you know what, we're not going to. And they and I think what they decided is they said, hey, Bernard is going to fill that role. And so yeah. Paul, Paul Diener of uh, the Cincinnati Inquirer, he said they're going to find ways to include him more often as a receiver. He said, quote, we want to do more with him because he can do that. Okay, It's not just put him in the slot. We want him everywhere on the field. Make people guess where he's at. He's a lot like Reggie Bush, where you have to be aware at all times. He caught 56 passes as a rookie last year, Mike. Remember the rule of thumb? We always said this. A running back in this league, if you catch 60 balls, you're a top 10 running back. In in PPR, you're a top 10 running back. Very few exceptions to that rule. He seems to me that this is just a... um, he has, you know, top five potential here. I mean, I know you, you don't like the word upside, right? Or do you? I, you know, I don't like the word upside, but let, let's face it, Scott. Let, let's put put the numbers to, to what's going on here. Uh, Geo is, uh, he can run. He finishes number he 13. Catch. Yeah. He, and the bottom line, he, he's very versatile. And a lot of teams like that, especially in this past happy league. They want the versatility that Giovanni Bernard is bringing to the table. And uh, I I, I love the guy. I mean, I had tons of offers, tons of offers throughout the course of the last three weeks for Giovanni Bernard. Giovanni, I'm not giving him up. Yeah, you're not giving him up. I I know you're not. Uh, He finishes at RB13. He's being drafted at high stakes ADP at RB8. Running back eight. I think that's fair. That's about right. Uh, some people yep. are taking Marshawn Lynch and Doug Martin around him. I would I would actually take – we're going to get into that discussion a little bit. But uh, you've only got a few backs in front of him, really. The, the Eddie Lacy, Le'Veon Bell, the Matt Fortes, and the big three, you know, Charles McCoy and Peterson. Yeah. So. Well, when, when, when you're talking dynasty, Scott, I mean, really, you got uh, Eddie Lacy, uh, Le'Veon, and Gio. 
Yeah. In my opinion. Love, love Giovanni Bernard. Uh, let's go on to an older running back. The knee injury will probably keep Jets running back Chris Johnson out of OTAs. Now, this was Kieran Darcy via Twitter. She came out with this. Uh, but the Jets will hold, look, five OTA sessions over the next few weeks, the first of which starts next week. And it looks like they're going to be without their new toy, Chris Johnson, for all of them. Uh, she said probably be held out of OTAs as he continues the rehab following his January arthroscopic knee surgery. Now, it was only uh, Brian Murphy, by the way, uh, our writer, he said it was only the, the, the repair of the meniscus tear that he suffered in week three. He didn't miss a game, but undoubtedly it played a role in his, in his yards per carry, 3.9 yards per carry. That's his career worst. So you get that knee cleaned up. Do you think he's going to improve on those numbers? Do you think he's, he's going to go back to that four to four and a half yards per carry type of guy? You know, I, I think it will. Uh, I don't think the OTAs are that important to Chris Johnson. Yeah. Um, they no, may more, be more to the fans. To the team. More to the fans, yeah. Yeah, exactly. They, they may be more important to the team, but uh, the OTAs, yeah. Uh, the problem I have is uh, Chris Johnson is uh, on the Jets. And, damn it, What's wrong with everything, that? Well, let's face it, Scott. What fantasy player on the Jets has been re- relevant in the last five years? That's what well, I have Le- a problem with. LaDainian Thomason so was, uh, was RB15 in 2010. I mean. Okay, we bad. got one. <laughs> eh, not bad. <laughs> but, but uh, you know, I got Chris Johnson in one league that I plan on contending to win in. And I just, I just hope that uh, I hope he's going to be, I hope he's going to be the guy for him. Well, I think, I think he's already admitted that it's a timeshare with with Chris Ivory, and I think that makes a lot of sense. Get both those guys, you know, punishing the the ball, and if he can get that uh, that knee taken care of, I, I think he could go back into to that Jets offensive line uh, with a couple of weapons out out there and Michael Vick, perhaps. I think that that offense improved quite a bit, uh, and we just mentioned uh, Jason Morrow too, so. Look, here's the thing about Chris Johnson. Remember, you have to remember, he finished as RB9 last year for Tennessee. RB9. And he's being drafted. I don't care if he's going to be back that high, but he's being drafted at running back 22 because everybody's That's trying true. to take a shot. They're trying to take a shot with the, the next Shane Vereen or the you know maybe uh, Andre Ellington or a Joyke Bell. You know, they're trying to take a shot. And I get that, and I, and I totally understand. But at RB22... You're going to get value, uh, very likely. I mean, he is a, it's still Chris Johnson, and I think, uh, look, we, we know he likes to run into walls. He's still the same guy that busted off that run, and everybody was on his tip, dude. They loved Chris Johnson after that preseason game. You remember that? And well, he started being drafted at the end yeah. of the first round and early second. You remember? Everybody was drafting him in the second round. So don't go come tell me that you know that he's good or bad. We know we don't know anything. It's all, you know, who knows who's right. Well, what everybody was on the Chris Johnson it, bandwagon. One thing you can never forget is that Chris Johnson is very good uh, catching balls out of the backfield, and he can bust one and, and just a slip screen so quick for eighty yards that he's that quick. Yeah, everybody was on the Chris Johnson bandwagon after that big run. We saw it. We were like, holy cow. All he needed was a little bit more offensive line help. The Titans got themselves two new linemen. Look out. Here comes Chris Johnson. And then all of a sudden, everybody drafts him and then ends up, you know, feeling screwed all year. But he finished his RB9. He finished his RB9. Wasn't wasn't too Yeah, well, you know, I, I, just, I just hope that he does well for the Jets. But nine times out of ten, whatever happens with the Jets, it doesn't work out so good. Yeah, the Seahawks running back coach, they're talking about, they're, they're asking them the question about Marshawn Lynch, right? You saw this story. Uh, the, the question is, do you want to lessen his workload? He's 28 years old. Uh, breakdown might be on the horizon, but the Hawks, look, uh, do you think they should try to lessen the load on Marshawn Lynch? He's topped 300 carries in each of the past two seasons. He's taken on more carries than any other NFL running back over the past three years. Sure. Unquestionably the toughest running back in the league right now, period, bar none. The question would be, do you, do you start to lessen the load on him as a Super Bowl champ? You know, that question is very simple. That's when Pete Carroll and 
their offensive coordinator and Marshawn Lynch, they go somewhere. I don't know where where it may be, but they have a drink. They sit down and say, hey, what's going on, man? How, how much do. can we do? How much can we do? I mean, what do you want? How much do you need? Yeah. Be honest with me, Marshawn. Don't give me any BS. Give me, be honest with me. How much do you need? What do you want? And then they go from there. That's that's the way I take it. Yeah. Well, look, um, they have Christine Michael in the backfield also. This this guy, he kind of makes me feel like the next Larry Johnson, right? He's the guy that's waiting in the wings. Remember Priest Holmes had Larry Johnson drafted? Yep. And everybody's like, oh, boy, you know, you give you, if something happens to Priest, look out. Well, I kind of feel that way about Christine Michael, right? I kind of feel that way that yep. this guy, if you draft him, he's almost like the Bernard Pierce. Do you remember everybody was drafting Bernard Pierce uh, uh, last year? Yep. Thinking waiting that maybe if, if something happened to Ray Rice, that Pierce would break. And then they both looked terrible because that offense was just a mess. I think the offense is going to be a whole lot better this year, especially with Owen Daniels, Steve Smith. You brought in a couple of pieces there, and you helped the offensive line a little bit. Uh, you, you also have a healthy Dennis Pitta, too. So there's three significant help, helpful hands there for uh, Joe Flacco. He's, he's saying, thank God, you know, total, total difference from last year. But I, but I really think that Christine Michael is a guy that you guys should consider making a, making a higher priority than you are right now. Christine Michael is uh, barely being dragged. RB49 right now. RB49 at pick 148. That's, that's like in the 12th round. That's 13th round, 13th round category. I think you should take a shot on him a little bit higher than that, a little bit higher than that. When you're taking a guy like uh, Kerry Robinson, there's nobody. you should not be taking a Darren McFadden. You probably shouldn't be taking a Kadeem Carey over him. You shouldn't be taking a Lamar Miller or a Mark Ingram over him. You should probably grab Christine Michael, and, and he is a guy that will give you top 10 production as soon as something happens to Lynch. Now, it could be Turbin. could be Turbin. I like Turbin too. Well, yeah. Well, uh, Kevin Carey looks pretty strong. I mean, I've, I've been watching him, and uh, but he's slow. Well, slow. I've never seen. I've never seen a slower running back ever, ever, ever. He might, he might be good enough. Let's let's he go on and do another May Madness giveaway. Here we go. Drawing number four. Number one, David Hughes. Number two, Dave Osraney. Number three, David Martino. Number four, Dominic LaFerriere, the fantasy QB. Number five, Gary Allen, Trunk Monkeys. Number six, Jason Mitchell. Number seven, eight, and nine is Jeff Tiravasi, a.k.a. Cornfins. You know that name. Number 10, Kyle Stein. Number 11, Mark Roberts. Number 12, Michael Edelman. We had Mike on the show. Number 13, Ormond Rose. Co-Trax, all caps. Number 14, Poochie Benish. Number 15, Richard Ross, the Boston Dangler. Number 16, Scott Lawrence and Jim Budzik. Number 17, Shane Schroeder, Hawk Nation. Number 18, Todd Ullman. Number 19, Tim Dano. And number 20, Tom Northrop and Joe Serralo. All right. And the winner is? Who we got? Who we got? Number ten, Kyle Stein. You just won a 2014 Fantasy Football World Championship team. Congratulations, Kyle Stein. Sweet. That's four. That's a big deal, Scott. Man, I mean, these guys don't understand. I mean, that's that's free entry to a chance for a lot of cash. (laughs) Oh, just look. You decide whether you're going to draft it live in Vegas with us or whether you're going to draft it online from home, totally up to you. But I think this is a whole lot more fun than a $100 discount. I mean, it, to me, I, I think this is yeah. uh, this this is our early bird. Now, I, could we offer 100 Sure, we could. It'd be the same difference. Uh, but I, I just think this is a much more entertaining uh, opportunity for people. And look, people, look, even if you're not the winner, I got some cool consolation prizes. I've got... Um, I've got a uh, Brian Brom uh, rookie card here, Green Bay Packers. Oh, God. Uh, Harry Douglas rookie card. Uh, Elvis Doomerville. Elvis Doomerville rookie card there. Uh, Put your name back in the pot. Put your name back in the pot. We'll we'll draw it again another time. (laughs) 
Yeah, I got some, got some Louisville uh, Louisville cards here. Okay, so they're, they're not going to. Uh, they're not going to. Let's talk about Arian Foster. Look, a lot of people are talking about Arian Foster. They say he's raring to go. Uh, the Texans running back Foster told John McClain of the Houston Chronicle on Wednesday that he is healthy and raring to go. Um, following November's back surgery, uh, he did take part in the team's voluntary minicamp earlier this month. It seems like everybody on this team was ready to jump ship, but Arian Foster finally says, hey, I'm ready to go. Andre Johnson wants to leave. He's like, I'm ready to go. Uh, what do you think, Mike? Do you think Arian Foster? Let's let's take a look at his ADP real quick. Arian Foster is being drafted at RB fourteen in the high stakes world. Now, when we go to standard, when we go to the rest of the population, looking at the difference between the high stakes players and the regular fantasy players, Arian Foster is being taken at RB twelve. The high stakes community is taking him at RB fourteen. Not a big difference, but a little bit of one. The high stakes community is a little bit not as excited about Arian Foster as the masses are. What, 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 what say you? Uh, you know, I'm, I'm really leery of Foster. Yeah. He has a big, he has a big heart. Uh, you know, the guy is, you know, he does well for everything, everything in his community and, uh, wants to do everything the best he can, but this is not, this is not a very good situation. Uh, I think Houston's going to be a hell of a lot better than what they were last year. There's no doubt about it. Their defense is kick-ass, especially with uh, Clowney helping out. But bottom line is uh, their offense is going to struggle. It's going to struggle bad. So I I don't, I don't like Foster at all. Look, uh, here's the thing. He, he, he The workload in 2010 and 2012, I think it really – took a long-term toll on his body. He handled the ball more than 390 times in both those years, right? That's not easy. And it always catches up to you. And we're talking about hamstring injuries, chest, hand injuries. This was all prior to this debilitating back injury. When you talk about risk versus reward, the risk is so much higher than the reward on Foster at this stage in his career with this Texans team. A little bit different when you have Matt Schaub and a humming offense. Now you've got Fitzpatrick and an offense that's kind of spiraling out of control. The team is not what they thought it was. They thought they had a chance to run, make a run at the Super Bowl, and they were dead last, you know, just about. So they do need him to come back. They, they lost Ben Tate in free agency. This team really needs a shot in the arm. Uh, something needs to go well for them because they, they didn't get their quarterback that, that I thought they would get. Not yeah, fun. you know what, and it's funny, Scott. Uh, we thought we, you know, we thought they would get uh, Bridgewater, and uh, yeah, thought it would I happen. Did. And I did. I, you know, I, I did too, and it just didn't happen for them. I mean, they got clowny, and their defense is going to be, like I said, it's going to be solid. But man, they got to get some offensive something to happen. <laughs> Let's talk about uh, let's let's move over to dynasty for a second. Uh, you dynasty players, uh, there was the signing by the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, we put an article out. Who is Indianapolis tight end Eric Swoop? If you didn't read that, he's the next basketball star uh, in the mold of Antonio Gates, six four, two hundred and fifty five pounder. You know this Swoop kid is six five, two twenty five. Never played a down of football, but NFL scouts think he's a you know, the freakish athleticism and leadership skills for this guy, a little bit undersized, but he lost over 20 pounds before his senior season in Miami. And he's got some people in front of him, but people are always looking for that next Jimmy Graham, you know. They're, they're, they're looking for that uh, next Julius yep. Thomas, right, and Jordan Cameron, right. All these guys, very similar kind of a career path. So not saying you should go and get him, but look, for deep rosters, 30-man rosters and types at 26, I think you could stash a guy like this and maybe get rewarded, maybe not this year, but uh, you give a guy some time. That's what Dynasty is all about, is stash him on some of those deeper rosters. Uh, let's move on to Saints rookie, Brandon Cooks. I absolutely love Cooks. I took him in mm-hmm. our Dynasty draft that we're in, Mike, and was ecstatic to land him at what? What did I land him at, five or six? Five or six, five. something like that. Yeah, I took, yep. him, at, I took him at five. Uh, this is the guy that I, I really high on. Uh, and they're talking about lining him up in the slot, lining him up outside. Uh, Sean Payton said he's got a very good skill set with regards to acceleration, speed, catches the ball well. Uh, 
4-3-40 at the combine, the fastest of any receiver there. He's the most impressive wide receiver at the entire combine. So why, what's not to like about Brandon Cooks? If you looked at what Marquez Colston did last year, Mike, Colston had two games of over 100 yards. That's it. Two games of over 100 yards and five touchdowns, right? That the, the days of Marquez Colston getting separation are over. It's over. That Look, It's a degenerative I mean, knee. He doesn't have it anymore. Right. Uh, how, much, uh, how much stock do you put in the combines? Uh, no, I, well, look, that just told me, that told the scouts what I think they, they wanted. They wanted a fast guy like a Beckham, like a Cooks. Uh, and now he has his opportunity in New Orleans. It's a perfect opportunity for him. And, and look, you've got a quarterback like Drew Brees that's going to be playing into his 40s. Perfect opportunity there. But, you know, not a lot of stock in the combine. Go ahead. I agree. Yep. I agree. I mean, I, I mean, I think the kid's going to be great, uh, but well, I'll say good, not great. But uh, you know, we'll, you know, we'll see what happens. Um, how, I mean, much stock, how, much, how much stock do you put in the in the in the college stats? How much stock do you put in his performance at a big time program None. like Oregon State? None. Zero. I don't. I, no, I, I, I don't. It, it just it depends on the uh, uh, where they're drafted and uh, who's. Who's going where? Yeah, well, he had a very good year setting some records for Oregon State. 128 receptions, 1,730 yards, 16 touchdowns. Kid's a playmaker. And New Orleans' Sean Payton's going to have a lot of fun with Brandon Cooks. Uh, you've got Jimmy Graham. You you may have Kenny Stills moving up. The, you know, that's what everybody was thinking, that Kenny Stills. But, but Colston, I, I think, right. like I said, at Colston, I don't expect him – a lot of times when I'm in my draft and I'm like, oh, my gosh, I can get Colson as a four, don't be so quick to take Colson as your four. Last year no. was probably – he's on the downward trend, and last year two yeah, games over 100 yards. Yeah. yeah, I agree. This is about it. Uh, okay, one last May Madness drawing before we go. Five May Madness drawings uh, tonight. Five free world championship winners. Here we go with May Madness number five on Memorial Day weekend here on Red vs. Blue. Number one is Dan Burke and Jeff Malden. Number two, Danny Mueller and Jeremy Roach. Number three, David Martino. Number four and five is Edward Nolan. Number six and seven is our 2013 champ, Len Lowy. Number 18, or number eight is John Rozek. Number nine is Kurt Kikas and Mike Santos. Number 10 is Kyle Jeter. Jeter Boots. The chat room. Here we go. Number 11, 12, 13, and 14 are all our 2012 champion. You know the name. Matt Bailey. Yep. Number 15 and 16, Robert Wallace. And rounding out the top 20, 17, 18, 19, and 20 are Mr. Tony Windis. So here we go, Mike. A lot of familiar Good names luck. in this one. A lot of familiar names in this one. Yes, there is. And the winner is... Right after this break. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. The winner yeah. is number 15, Robert Wallace. Congratulations. You just won a 2014 yeah. Fantasy Football World Championship. Do you remember Robert came on our show, too? You remember Robert yeah, came on? Yeah, how about a new one? Yeah, the Marauders. The Marauders. Yeah, he, absolutely. He said, I'm playing this event Robert because Wallace. of the 11-man lineup in the 13-week regular season. That's that's yep. the two big. And so, you know uh, what, Scott? That, 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 that's a huge factor in uh, what people are wanting to play in uh, in fantasy football coming up this year. 11-man roster, 13-week season. Kudos to to you guys for making that happen. And uh, Robert is uh, well, hey, he's got a uh, he's got a free entry to the main event, right? He does, he does, and he's and he's got to be a very happy camper now that he uh, if he's not listening to this, he can watch it on YouTube. You can check out those that video. We just published it to YouTube. YouTube.com slash the box on air. YouTube.com slash the box on air. That's FF Toolbox video channel. Uh, YouTube channel uh, for fantasy. So you can watch those drawings happen live on the air or, or delayed, tape recorded 
in in uh, in live. So, okay, Mike, we uh, we're pretty much done. We've got a couple other stories to touch on real quick. The Bengals wide receivers—they're talking about Andy Dalton's increased arm strength. I mean, are you buying this? Do you think I'm going to push come to shove? Here we go. Answer this question. Will Andy Dalton be the starting quarterback for the Cincinnati Bengals in 2015, next year, yes or no? Yes, absolutely. Okay. So you think, you think that the hate on Andy Dalton needs to, needs to silence a little bit? 20 yeah, interceptions to, last year. They need to quit that. I mean, you know, there's a lot, well, the, a lot of interceptions is because he's becoming more aggressive. Uh, this year, he's going to still be more aggressive, and he learned a lot of lessons from last year. This team, this team is a very good team. Cincinnati has, uh, I mean, are you kidding me? AJ Green and uh, you know the tight end possibilities they have out there with uh, Giovanni Bernard uh, at running back. I, they've got tons of potential, so he's fine. Uh, I will tell you this: Dalton was a top ten fantasy quarterback last year. Uh, Forty two hundred passing yards, thirty five total touchdowns. But the Bengals' new offensive coordinator, Hugh Jackson, he's got a very different philosophy than the pass-minded Jay Gruden, right? Right. Jackson wants his offense revolving around, you guessed it, the run game. And that's why you brought in Jeremy Hill. You've got Hill and Geo forming a very nice tandem thunder and lightning. I really like that. I really like that. Yep. That's a true thunder lightning. But that should bring well, – look, that Dalton is not going to have top ten numbers this year. It's going to come It's going to come down. And the question is, can he get those interceptions down? Yeah, well, you know, that's the thing between uh, between Andy and, uh, and, and, and his teammates. You know, can he get those numbers down? We'll see. I, I think he can. I, I mean, I'm, I'm not necessarily a Cincinnati Bengals fan, but yeah. – I. Looking from the outside in, I, I believe he can, and I believe in that team. All right. Lastly, uh, by the way, Kelvin Benjamin, number one wide receiver, very likely this year for the Carolina Panthers. It'll be interesting to see if if people draft him, eventually start to draft him as such. When I look at the rest of the team, I think he's a guy that's just going to get thrown to the wolves and, and put into the fire and say, hey, kid, we drafted you for a reason. Get out there and kick some butt. I don't think people right now, as I'm watching these early drafts, I don't think they're giving Benjamin enough credit for being the number, the de facto number one wide receiver. He may not be. You still got some veterans there, like Jericho Cotchery, things of that, guys like that, that may be able to, you know, slowly ease him in. But I think they're going to throw him right into the fire. And look, you got to remember, Carolina ruckus defense, good team last year, number two seed in the NFC behind Seattle, had home playoffs. Uh, field until they played you know in that big game uh, against the Niners so look right. I think the night they were they're going to want to make a splash Benjamin can do that Benjamin can do that but I want to talk about the breakout wide receiver candidate for last year that didn't really it didn't happen but he still ended up with over a thousand yards and I'm talking about Car- uh, Cardinals wide receiver Michael Floyd Mike he's off to an impressive start in the OTAs yeah. and they're calling him uh Kent Summers of Arizona Central Sports he took in day one of the OTAs on Tuesday, and he came away stating that wide receiver Floyd was the most impressive player on the field. He caught everything, even when he was matched up against shutdown cornerback Patrick Peterson. Now, when you hear that, I'm saying, okay, maybe this is the year. Yeah. And you, you still have this Carson Palmer, right? That, I mean, that's the problem. That's what – no, no, that's not a problem. That's okay. a good thing. Okay. Carson Palmer is so seasoned. He's seasoned enough to where he can coach this kid to make him better, better right. and better. And I, I believe in, I believe in that connection to where Michael Floyd and Carson Palmer. This could, this could be like the uh, Philip Rivers and Keenan Allen of last year. You Ooh. Know? Okay, a little comeback for for Carson Palmer. Well, look, it is possible. Michael Floyd is being drafted. Uh, at at wide receiver 26 right now by the high-stakes players. Wide receiver 26 as a wide receiver 3 for your fantasy team. Uh, I think he can do better than that, and he it's dead heat. The regular drafters and the high-stakes drafters are, are dead heat. Mike, we're out of time. Thank you for being here. Congratulations on your golf game today. Uh, let's have a great Memorial Day weekend. Remember the Absolutely. season. 
what it's about, guys. Uh, we we have to remember those that that, that have fought and for us and and have, and have lost everything and paid the ultimate sacrifice. Let's make sure we we connect with our kids and our family and our neighbors as we uh, celebrate this Memorial Day weekend here at the FFWC. Mikey, that's all we got, buddy. That sounds good, Scott. Thanks. Thank you, crew, in the chat room. We'll see you guys next week. You've been listening to Red vs. Blue Sports Talk Radio, where Planet Red and Big Blue Nation collide. With your hosts, Scott Atkins and Michael Trent. Please join us next time.